Hello and welcome to Come Out and Play, the D&D podcast that's all trans, all the time. My name is Benjamin, my pronouns are he, him, and I will be your DM for this campaign. I am Shay, I use they, them pronouns. I am playing Alusha, who uses she, her pronouns, and she is a noble elf. I'm Mel, I use they, them pronouns, and I will be portraying Terpsichore, a all-around fun person to be with, and who uses a variety of pronouns. I'm Chris, I play Rill, and we both use he, him pronouns. My name is Moss, I use ze, them pronouns, and I'm playing Ember, who uses they, them pronouns. They are a human paladin of the singing flame. Alright, so it was a bit spotty last week, but last episode, you had some fascinating revelations in conversation with Tepsekri, who it transpires is not a perfectly normal elf after all, but a phoenix. You revisited Whetstone with the Dwarven Colony, uh, delivered Gem her um, primer on divination techniques, and also took a letter from Gem up to the human settlement at Hyderal, opening diplomatic negotiations for a possible return to their point of origin, and then returned home, or at least to your home base, at Eisenbrook. As you come into the city, uh, Terpsichore makes their excuses and slips away from the group, uh, presumably to visit Annette, and says they'll see you back at the guild in a day or two, and is lost in the crowd. Would the rest of you like to go straight to the guild, or do you have other things you'd like to do first? I suppose we'd probably better start with the guild and, and get rid of these letters and things and do businessy things first, be responsible and all that. Yeah, for once. <laughs> hey, we're perfectly responsible. Collectively. <laughs> collectively. We're collectively more responsible than we might be individually. <laughs> I said selectively, but that also works. Oh, I misheard you. Sorry. That makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> the guild is particularly busy today. You've arrived um, more in the middle of the day than at least last time you came. And the front office where Orland stuffs the desk is just full of people. There's probably half a dozen people in here either writing their letters or waiting to be seen. And he kind of glances up and waves at you as you come in the door but doesn't have time to talk to you immediately he's dealing with a, a couple of customers so you kind of stand awkwardly in the front room with the customers carrying a cage containing a baby giant eagle who is fascinated by everything going on around them and after several minutes of trying to stay out of the way Orland finally deals with his of customers and puts both hands on the counter and goes all right welcome welcome back why have you got a bird is the bird why not? post no 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 the bird was rescued from some hooligans along the way right, it's, a, it's a personal bird i'm gonna stay out of it yes. and if any of you lose fingers it's not my fault did everything go smoothly? You took a couple of days longer than we expected, so I was a little concerned. 
there, we did run into a couple of uh, a couple of fights, but for the most part, everything went smoothly. We were attacked by giant eagles, uh, unfortunately. So that one's an orphan, poor thing. Yep. Oh, well, at least you're taking yeah. care of it, I suppose. They'll receive well, lots of love. I wouldn't want you to have a pet you didn't look after. Not right. But nothing you couldn't handle. Nah. Let's, let's, all right, one thing at a time. Let me pay you for this run, and then we'll talk about the next one. Where's up, Sigri? Sounds good. We, and we've got... Uh, I'm, I think he went to go visit a friend. Um, <laughs> Say no more. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll keep those back here for when he gets here, and I'll just count out yours, and he counts out. Um, it's 125 gold each this time. Gives that to you in little, little coin purses. 125, you said? One two five gold, yeah. One two five. It's pretty good pay for like two weeks of walking. Yeah. Did you have anything? Yeah. You've got some parcels for those to bring back. Yep, we've got some parcels awesome, and then. some letters. You know, take those and collect the effort uh, that you charged to carry them. Square all that away. Takes a little peek in the box of seeing stones that you got from the the temple in Kamadosh. Because it magical stones and the box isn't sealed and it's interesting. Closes them. Yeah. Puts it in one of his pigeonholes behind the counter. Right, so your next run. Now, if you're not up for this, I can find something else. But we've got an important one going. And, I mean, you'll want to talk to the guildmistress about it if you're interested. It's going over to the White Forest. It's a bit more valuable than we normally carry. So there's a chance if anyone gets wind of what you're carrying, you might run into some issues and need to defend yourselves and it. I think there's hazard pay. What is it? What is it that is this valuable? Treasure. I mean, I haven't seen the full cargo list, but there's gold, there's gems, a lot of it, and some other normal parcels as well, but that's the big one. And from what you're saying, and hmm. the fact that you fought off that thing's parents, which, no offence, but that looks like it grows up to be a bloody big bird. They were pretty so I know darn big. Got a bit of practice in fighting together. You can look after yourselves a bit. I'm fairly certain we could handle anything that came at us. And I'm confident in saying that we could get this, uh, this shipment safely to White Forest. It's around my neck of the woods, so I'm fairly familiar. All right, come through here. And he lifts up the um, the little little door in the counter. Swingy bit. And ushers you through. Takes a glance around the room to make sure there's no one currently queuing. And then just leads you down the corridor and knocks on an office door. Those of you who've met her would, would recognise the, the guildmaster's voice from inside saying, Yes? Got a courier team who might suit you, Liesl. Send them in. He opens the door and ushers you in. Uh, this is not the biggest office in the world, but quite nicely fitted out. Nice solid desk, a couple of chairs for visitors. And sitting behind the desk is a middle-aged lady wearing a waistcoat with many, many pockets in it, who looks up at you as you come in and says, ah, yes, you're relatively new, aren't you? Well, come in, come in, sit down. Ember's, like, squaring their shoulders and, like, trying to look as strong as possible, like... 
<laughs> definitely up to the up to the task. Did Orlan tell you what this one is about? A little Treasure. bit. Taking some valuable treasure to White Forest. Well, that's pretty much it. It's going to the stewards in Fosberg. Part of their summer tithe, I guess you'd call it. Accumulated treasure. It's, there's coins. There's gems. The concern is they always try to be fairly secretive about what's coming in from what direction when. But anyone seeing a group of couriers around this time of year when they're starting to collect the tithe is going to be thinking along those lines. And it's not an amount they can afford to lose if we don't deliver it. So I need to know if you take this run, you're going to cargo and get it to them. Because the guild is on the hook if we don't. I would rather repay the cost than find out you're all dead. But my preferred outcome is one where you and it get to Fosberg. Make sense? Makes perfect sense. And you're, you can absolutely kind of trust us. Leans back a little and looks at you. All right. I don't think we have. You had a different... Someone else with you before. She stands up, extends a hand to you. I'm Guildmistress Liesel. Ember, nice and to meet you. And your bird? This is Arvid. Uh, they're a rescue. We uh, ran into a situation on our last trip where we had to fight this one's parents and then discovered uh, that this poor bird had been orphaned. So they are now... Well, Our raise charge. them big and strong, and we'll give them a guild badge. I do think they'll certainly come in handy later on, once they've grown a bit. You notice she's being very careful to keep her hands like away from the cage. She's intrigued by this animal, but doesn't. she's not rushing to cuddle it. That's probably a good decision. Do you know the routes you're taking? Do you, need... you have an accent that makes me think you might be from that area. I am from around that area, so I, I do know That's generally good. We don't where have we're a going. specified route for this. If you want to take back roads and attract less attention, that's up to you. If you want to stick to the main ones and have the benefit of company, I'll leave it to your judgment. Goes back behind her desk, opens a drawer, starts pulling out a series of, of boxes and bags. Some of them do have a, the clink of coins about them. And the last thing she pulls out is a very glossy brown leather satchel with this delicate tooling around all of the edges and the seats. Kind of a messenger bag, but very, very well made. Sets that on the desk and says, this is from the guild. You would like it back. But rather than send you out obviously carrying these, we're going to lend you this. Feel free to store your own things in it as well. Just remember to take them out before you return it. Called a bag of holding. I'm sure you've heard of them. It'll carry pretty much as much as you need it to. Just a little bit less obvious than, well, sacks of coins. She starts putting the various boxes and bags unopened into the bag of holding. You know, her arm kind of goes down past the surface of the desk as she's putting things in closes it, does up the little clasp. And when she um, sets it at the front of the desk for one of you to take, it looks much lighter than the individual boxes that she was putting into it did. 
I think Ember will reach for it, like expecting it to still be heavy. Um, yeah. And thinking, ah, I'm big and strong. I will you pick it hold. up. And it, it only weighs a few pounds. It shows no sign of containing sacks of coins. So you're, you, you, you go to lift it and your arm kind of flies right up until you're holding this bag kind of above your head, looking a little sheepish. <laughs> I'm probably going to start inspecting it like, oh, this is a marvelous bag. Quite the workmanship and incredible how it stores all of that without adding any weight. Yes, I have absolutely no idea how it works. That, that's a wizard hmm. thing. I don't understand the first thing about it. I do know uh, you need to remember what you've put in it to get it out again unless you turn it inside out. And if you turn it inside out, everything falls out. So if you put things in it, try to remember. Beyond that, I, I have no idea how they work. Sorry, Rill, you were... Oh, no, I was just saying it was uh, interesting. That Rill was excited by this new magical toy <laughs> that they have Try unknown. not to break it <laughs> in your examinations, please. They're fairly expensive to replace. Could we uh, eventually purchase one of these from you or, or somewhere not around? Not one of the guild ones, but we buy them from manufacturer here in the city. There's a, an, an enchanter's shop that makes them for us. Do you think you could get us a deal or, or that the having a guild membership could perhaps offer some You're sort of discount? You're very welcome to show your medallions and see if it gets you anywhere. But we don't have a specific arrangement for guild members. We, bought a, we buy them in, in small batches and get a small discount that way. Get them all to look the same. That makes sense. Well, I think it would be uh, useful to at least try our well, hand with this sort of thing. I can direct you to the uh, manufacturer. You Thank want you. the cedar tree enchanters. They're, um, you know, the patch of little alleyways and less popular shops around the back of the cathedral quarter. It's in that mess of alleys. Mm -hmm. you'll, you'll recognize the sign. It's very right. gaudy. Bright blue sign with a cedar leaf on it. How much do they usually cost? Sorry, uh, how much do they usually to cost, To the average punter who walks in? I'm not sure. To the guild? They Fair came enough. to... I believe it was... 210 each? 215, something like that? It's not bad at all for this sort of enchantment. Yeah, that should be I like horrible. you. <laughs> you have ambition, I like that. I do have all the equipment that you'll need for this. I mean... I see you've tangled with some creatures already, but are you armed? Are you armoured? Do you have provisions? I'm not ushering you out of the city today. You can take a couple of days. This is for their summer tide, so there's an amount of flexibility in when it actually gets there as long as you leave within the next few days. But if you need anything from us, I'd rather know now so we can get it sorted. Are you going to take that animal with you in a cage? Um, I was intending to shop around for a pair of Jessies or some sort of other solution. That would probably um, be better. And yes. some, yeah, yeah. Um, especially since I, I have a feeling they'll outgrow this cage fairly quickly. Yeah, they don't. Um, 
that's practically a baby, isn't it? They don't have any of their, uh, they're not even starting to fledge. Yeah. Yes, I think they probably will have relegated. But should make them easier to yes. train. I think personally I'll stick with cats, um, but I wish you joy of them. <laughs> Thank you. Um, we probably could do with a bit more um, provisions and travel food and such. Um, and then I'll be looking around for some ranged weaponry. Um, but I imagine that it's not something that we I would may get be able from to provide you with a, a basic crossbow. We can certainly give you some ammunition if you're short on that. Basic crossbow would do, Have a word with would do well. See if he can fix you up with something. Um, provisions is no problem as well. We can. The, the, the kitchen's stocked. Help yourselves. Good luck. Don't die. With a little smile when she says that. Thank you. Is, um, is there any advice that you can pass along before we. Only what you would already know, which is once on you're this... in the forest, stick to the paths and don't trust friendly gotcha. strangers on the road. Okay. <laughs> Ominous. Both of Real's eyebrows slowly raised at these ominous words. And if you have no more questions, she will she will let you go back out to Orlan, who is kind of not frantically, because this is what he does, but very quickly sorting things into various pigeonholes and sections behind his desk and kind of clearing away the latest batch of letters and things that have come into which delivery round they're going to be on and all that kind of thing. Looks around as as you reappear behind him and say, "So, uh, are you going?" I think we'll spend a bit of the city first. But, but you're going on the run, um, is what I mean. But oh, Good. yes, that means yes, I don't have to find anyone yeah, else for. Yes, um, yes, and the guild mistress told me to talk to you about potentially getting he, a crossbow. Um, looks up at you and goes to stand up and catches his horn on the edge of the counter and has to duck back down again. Ow. Light or heavy? Uh, sure, heavy. we can get one. Uh, think all the ones we own at the moment have been issued, but if you can give me a day or two, they're standard equipment, I can get hold of one. Sounds good. Say, so we never got a, a name for who all this is supposed to be going to. I mean, we were just told Fosberg. And um, the steward. Right. But who is all this In the end, you mean? For? Well... Yeah. You're taking it to, like like, like the uh, guild mistress told it, you're taking it to the steward, which is in a long, mm-hmm. long road, long rush, long something. In a long something. She kind of organises all the taxes and things. And what's paid for what you're carrying is some of the profits in furs and woods and things that they ship out. And what they do with it in the end is give it to a dragon, which must be quite spectacular, and I don't want to be there for it. You do know about the dragon. Rill is blinking rapidly behind his veil because he did not know about the dragon. Ember <laughs> uh, uh, probably nodding nonchalantly. <laughs> Perks up and... Casually, kind of leans against, uh, leans against the nearest, uh, nearest object. Orlan looks between you and Rill. You didn't know about the dragon. No. 
not the way I as hear much. it, she's the queen. I swear I'm not pulling a leg. There's a oh, giant dragons. dragon ice queen that rules the forest. And they pay it taxes in treasure. Huh. There, there aren't many dragons. The only living one I've ever heard of. I've never seen it. As far as I know, it's just the one. I mean, they're in the world, although they show up sometimes, but no, this is the only one that I've heard of anywhere near here. Hmm. Supposedly, she's why the forest didn't get invaded in the war, which you can see it if you're marching against someone and they've got a dragon, you might go home. Yeah, I wouldn't right. want to fight a dragon either. But that's why they need all of what you're carrying, because she gets catchy if they don't give her lots of shiny things. Hmm. My advice is, if she shows up, give her all of the shiny things. But she shouldn't. You're not supposed to be seeking her out or anything. Sure. But she's there. She's there. I hope you're not changing your mind. No, no. I, I want to go more now. Ember, have you, have you seen the dragon? I haven't seen her. I just know of her. She's, she's the queen. But, you know... It's not like every commoner gets to see the queen, especially when the queen is a dragon. That, yeah. Anyway, heavy crossbow. No problem. Give me a couple of days. Perfect. We're going to go uh, wander around the Enjoy city yourselves. Uh, beds are in the attic as usual if you need them. So did, uh, did either of you have things you wanted to do in the city as well? Well, I would go and see if Odysseus was oh, still in town. All answer. Stands up straight and clicks his finger and says, completely slipped my mind. Odysseus, yes, hang on a sec. Rummages through one of the inconveniently high pigeonholes that clearly don't get used, like, constantly. Comes back with a note. Mm -hmm. Says, he left this for you. A couple of days after you left. Oh. Oh. Uh, Real will take it and open it. Yeah, it, it's just a fault. Seriously. Sort of scrap of paper. It's not properly sealed or anything. Um, and it just says, love to see you next time you're in town. I have a show um, at one of the other, gives the name of a, uh, where the show is, because I just realized I didn't name the pub. I have a show at the White Lion in a couple of weeks, if you're back. Oh, okay. Well, we could go to a show, Will says to the rest of the party. Uh, it sounds like fun. Yeah, he's he's uh, hosting another one at the White Lion. Any opportunity to see you and Odysseus make eyes at each other sounds wonderful to me. Oh, hush. All <laughs> <laughs> and just kind of shrugs and says, "Yeah." Uh, in the meantime, he's pretty cute. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you don't mind, can you make space for the customers? Yeah, yeah, no problem. Sure. Um, yeah, and. We'll uh, head outside. I assume the show for a few hours um, at least. Actually, what what time is it? <laughs> uh, it it's mid-afternoon. Okay. Um, the details on the note that Rill's got suggest that, in fact, the show is tomorrow rather than tonight. So you're free to do whatever you like with, with today, including go and find the gentleman in question, should that please you. Um. Sorry, I missed what you Sorry, just um, said. It, it's uh, mid-afternoon. Uh, Odysseus's show, yes, from what he said in his note, is tomorrow night. 
so you can do whatever you like with with the rest of today cool um i would like to find a leather working shop and or like a if there's a pet shop that specializes in birds or like maybe a, a if falconer? there is a falconer around here sure Roll. or i mean like giant animals are not uncommon there might be something like for for them so i don't know how many people keep them as pets we might just be uh weirdos uh here but oh what absolutely well, they're not giant yet well, no, but it is the size of a chicken, and it's going to get a lot bigger, so I think we need something that's more than, you know, what we have. For sure. Okay, so based on your understanding of who tends to own and hunt with birds of prey, you head towards the slightly richer quarter where the fancier shops are. Um, you, you've been here recently because this end of things is where Tepsikori bought their extremely fancy rapier recently. Um, and you have a poke about, and you do find a noisy shop. You, you, you find the falconry because there's a lot of bird screeching. It has a, an open archway for a door, and it kind of runs down this corridor with quite large pens. These are not little cages like your chick is in. These are floor to ceiling divided by these wooden grids on either side of this central passageway most of them containing birds uh hooded some of them all of them bone jesses none of them trying to attack you as you pass these all look at least partially trained um and at the far end past probably eight little sections on each side there's a couple of working counters and there is a, a lady hunched over one of the counters doing something with some strips of leather um, and I, as you walk towards her she sort of, without unbending her posture her head just turns to look at you and looks straight at the chick that you're carrying rather than any of your faces afternoon afternoon what's that this is a chick that we uh have adopted after an unfortunate skull with its parents brought on by some uh unscrupulous wanderers who were i guess trying to steal the chick we didn't know that until after we'd killed the parents, unfortunately. Um, but anyway, uh, this is Arvid. Um, they are going to be—they are going to grow to be quite large. Um, and I'm looking to acquire a pair of Jessies or some sort of harness that uh, will preferably adjust to grow with them a bit. Um, something a little easier to manage on the road than a giant carrying around. Mm, cages cage. are not not the best way for them anyway. Give it a give it a kind of hops down off her stool and reaches for the cage, sets it on her counter, peers at the bird inside, 
How trained is it? Not, Not very. I've uh, I've been, you know, trying, but one, I'm inexperienced, and two, we've only had Arvid for a couple days, and three, they're also very right. young. Um, she pulls on like a thick falconer's glove and starts. Oh, I'd like to get a couple of those too. Even when they're uh, even when they're tamed, they they think our skin is tougher than it is. Kind of works her way down the latches and opens the front of the cage, and Alvin fluffs up and hops. She wrangles this bird with the ease of long experience, kind of catching the beacon in her gloved hand and turning his head and has a good look in their eyes, opens the beak, looks in their mouth, gives them the once over for injuries and it is is generally kind of treating this as I've been brought an orphan bird star from scratch. Well, it's healthy enough for now. What are you feeding it? Should be raw meat and nothing else. Uh, I've just been feeding it scraps of meat. Yeah. Well, I I did, you know, experiment a little bit in the beginning, but it was pretty clear on what it wanted. You probably won't hurt it if you let it have bits of fruit, bits of bread, things like that. It did, but uh, probably won't be very interested in anything but meat. Yeah. Uh, For the most part, I've been feeding it horse meat over the last couple days since there was a dead horse and it seemed convenient. Um, also a bit of rabbit meat from Both hunting. of those should be. Just make sure they're chopped little enough. They can't chew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been cutting Beaks them into go, little pieces. Don't, don't go sideways, Jaws. She takes a minute and looks particularly closely at the tips of the wings. Did, did you want these clipped? I don't think so. Uh, I don't... That, mm. that keeps it from flying, doesn't it? I mean, the ones I sell for hawking... Don't clip those. People who want them as pets, those we often do. So it depends what you're planning for this animal. I think we'll keep them unclipped. I agree. Something funny about this bird. It's listening to us. How do you mean? Oh, yes. It's uh, it's very intelligent. I've been uh, talking and teaching it things, and um, they do seem to respond fairly well to being talked to um a bit young to talk back even with uh with some spells for speaking to animals but um i certainly think in a in a bit once it's grown a bit uh they should be able to have some intelligent Mm. conversations um I don't know. The falconer kind of rubs her chin a bit and picks up and takes them over to... The, they've got like a poster of very carefully drawn little details of anatomy, claws and beaks and, and feathers and things like that. And they compare his feet to the last little tucked away section at the bottom. They're going to grow up to be a giant eagle if that's what you're looking for. Yeah, I believe you. This this animal is going to be too intelligent to keep. This is my concern. 
this I, is a, in, you're not going to be able to train this to, to act like a hunting falcon too smart to be a pet and it's going to get huge having fought its parents i'm i'm well aware i assumed they'd be more of a member of the party and it would be more like raising a child than owning a pet you might be that lucky but we are responsible for the deaths of its parents so we are responsible for raising and if it remembers that what are you planning child? to do look you you've you've mind heart i can see that trying to, to rescue it but this animal is too intelligent to be trained the way a bird ought to be it's going to be too willful for you to control and i don't i don't think you should try i think the best thing to do with this animal would just be to put it down i'm not doing that we can talk to it it's it's not like we're limited in that fashion i don't I mean, intend to... one of us can talk to it I don't intend to train it to control it. I intend to talk to this living, intelligent creature and be a family, basically. And, you know, if they want to go out into the world and do their own thing eventually, that is their will. They are their own creature. But in the meantime... I would hope that they would want to continue traveling with us and and maintaining a companionship with us. I'm not just putting down a sentient being because I'm afraid of how large they'll grow to be. You know, maybe it was a mistake coming here. Maybe I should just learn how to make I things on my own. I can sell you what you need. Don't get all panicky. <sighs> Look, it's it's. I'm not it's panicking. Good of I'm you to want offended. to try, but if it turns savage, I hope you don't unleash a five foot eagle on whatever population is nearby. If it turns savage, we'll deal with it. If that happens, until then, we you have do. A I can give you. Yes. Well, I can sell you dresses. I can sell you gloves. Might need to replace the jesses depending on how big it gets. I'd appreciate They only adjust so far. Don't keep it in a cage. They'll stunt the wings. I didn't intend to keep it in a cage longer than it took to acquire alternate means of... All right, then. Uh, uh, she will go ahead them. and sell you um, a set of jesses for a quite chunky, sturdy leather and a degree of adjustment in them, but they don't look like they will get big enough to go around the legs of the adults that you remember seeing. But they're certainly big enough for now. Um, those will run you 16 silver pieces for the big sturdy ones. And gloves as uh, well. Those will be 25 silver each. Uh, they're not very fitted. They're kind of big leather gauntlets, one-size-fits-all kind of things. Two, if you would like them. Yeah, I'll go ahead They're all left-handed. Uh, so those. she can't sell you a pair. She can sell cool. you two left-handed yeah. falconer's gloves, uh, which will be 25 silver each. And how uh, much were the Jessies again? All right, okay. I'll buy both of those. She, she'll help get you set up, give you some advice on you know when the feathers start coming in, 
put him on your wrist like this and you bounce up and down to get the wings to flap because they train up the wing muscles bird this big is going to be susceptible to the same kind of lice that you are so if you start itching check the eagle as well that kind of thing kind of talks you through some basic bird care ha- having discovered that you are committed to the idea of keeping the bird she's just doing her best to genuinely assist you in doing that i think ember's gruff demeanor will melt a bit as uh as she teaches us how to care for mm-hmm. arvid um, now your advantage is but if he does learn to fly em- away jesses will let people know he's um tame or at least not wild she is obviously more comfortable handling a bird than like making eye contact with humans yeah it's very kind of ignores the rest of you, scary. to be honest because you're neither the bird nor the bird's handler but after, after half an hour or so, she's kind of taught you some basics of how to care for your eagle chick and provided you with what you needed. Thank you. I appreciate both the supplies and the You're information. Welcome. Come back anytime. Try not to feed it bones. Um, Noted. Are, are you putting um, him back in the cage or just going to walk around the city with him? Uh, I will attach the Jesse's or uh put put those on and uh carry him on your like a giant and like a chicken but <laughs> yeah but an yeah. ugly baby eagle chicken <laughs> yeah uh would the would the bird lady be interested in she, keeping she is happy the to cage? dispose of it for you okay cuz um, i'm done with it yeah, she talked a bit about hoods and using them to control the birds and when they think it's daytime and when they think it's nighttime and whether they scream and of course a blind bird won't try to fly away. And she does have a hood large enough for of its current size, but he would probably very quickly grow out of it. I suppose for now that might be best and then that might help with the scream at night. Um, and then... Once Arvid grows a bit, hopefully they'll be a bit more intelligent as well, and we can talk to them about when it's appropriate timing <laughs> talk to, to them scream. about the concept of bedtime, yes. <laughs> yes. Spring time. So I guess I'll, I'll buy a hood as well. Call it Tenzilla. It's a little bit worn. It's not a brand new hood, um, but it's the largest one she's got. Arvid does seem much happier to be carried around on a wrist where he can at least stretch slightly than in his little cage. And you actually, you get fewer funny looks because now you're just someone walking around with a bird like a fancy person instead of someone with a big cage in their arms. The local pigeons, though, coming nowhere near you. I know. You have, it's, it's like Arvid is pigeon repellent. Excellent. Um, I know I also wanted to check out... Um, a library, uh, but if there's any other shops that y'all want to check out, uh, we can do that next. Yeah, uh, real Alusha, do you either of you have place to go, people to see? Mm, Alusha's happy to tag along. I mean, I kind of want to look at stuff about dragons now that we're going to, like, maybe see a dragon, but besides, <laughs> no, I didn't have anything planned. Library time. 
Yeah. Every time. I, I feel like this might be boring, us keeping going back and going to the library. No, 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 no. But, like, what, what, what's happening is you go to a library and then I tell everyone bits of lore they hadn't previously acquired, which is yeah. always good fun. <laughs> Yeah, the libraries are pretty much the oh, same. I definitely also want to look up stuff about phoenixes. Yes. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I said I also want to look at uh, look at things <laughs> about phoenixes. It's a very birdie sort of day today. Well, the, your yeah, library options yeah. are pretty much the same as before. You have um, the various temples have religious libraries, mainly of their own scriptures, um, or there is Aveline's collection, which is. Something between a bookshop and a reading room, and has a slightly has a, has a wider selection of histories and and books, ticks and philosophy and you know natural history and the care and feeding of dragons. So that's probably the place you would want to go for the sorts of things you're looking for. All right. Um, yep, sounds good. Aveline uh, recognizes real at least from previous visits here. Does look at you. Oh, and I think the last time we came here, I, I think the I last guess, time actually, I, I think came that's here, true. Okay, so yes, he recognizes both of you, yep. but definitely raises an eyebrow at Ovid. Says, "Could we not have pets in the library, please?" I'm not exactly sure what else to do with them. We'll keep them away from the books. I promise. Roll a persuasion check. Okay. Hmm. Since I'm proficient, can I assist in that at all? Roll please. with advantage. <laughs> Would that please, please okay. assist? Okay. That was a bad roll. That was a persuasion. Mm, that was a three. Okay. So. Am I rolling, or is... Uh, uh, real can roll again, is... so Real can do it with advantage. You Actually, that's fair. You are the one currently holding the bird. Do you want to roll? <laughs> yes. That's an 18. Oh, much better. Yeah, I have a, I have a plus five to persuasion. Oh. I got one of us has charisma. C could you at least <laughs> keep it towards the front of the shop and... If it destroys any books, I will need you to pay for them. Of course, absolutely. Um, I will put the hood on Arvid for now not while we're in the shop. Super keen on the hood going on, because it's a weird thing they haven't seen before, and it's going for their head. Um, but once you get it on, they do calm down considerably because they can't see anything, and they just kind of sit on your wrist, slightly hunched. I guess I'll just like settle myself at a chair in towards the front yeah, where find, find a reading table uh, and the shop, sit there with your book. The, yeah. Let real yeah. carry. And then uh, exactly. I'll give real a list of what I'm looking for. Real feels like he's back home because now he's just like <laughs> looking through this list of things <laughs> and trying to find the right books and taking them next to the table. Just like old times. <laughs> All right, so for each <laughs> subject you're looking for, I would like you to roll investigation checks, and we'll just go through them one at a time. Okay. Uh, what should we start with, gang? Dragons. All right. Oh, dear. Uh, what check was that? Uh, that's a six. 
No, wait. An aid. Okay. Um, do you have an idea of specifically what information you're looking for? Mm, not, not really. I don't think Real knows much about dragons. Like, that wasn't an interest of his. He just assumed, like, there's no dragons underground. I'm never going to run into them. I'm not going to, you know, bother uh, learning about these. So just anything okay. with dragons? Um, you find... You, you find a book in, in the section that generally caters towards the, the, the wizards and the magical side of things, um, which calls itself an anatomy of dragons. But as you, as the three of you kind of look through it for what might be interesting and what might tell you what to expect, you find it, uh, it's fairly dense arcana bit. It talks a lot, it's, it's going into excruciatingly tedious detail on the nature of the elemental associations of dragons and how those might reflect the underlying natures of planes. And there's a whole digression into acid and where it fits in a planar hierarchy, which means very little to any of you. It's, it's yeah, a book about dragons, but it's not a very accessible book about dragons. Mm, okay. I don't know if this will help us, Mitch. Maybe, I don't know, I think Tipsigri might understand more about this elemental stuff, but maybe we should move on. Yeah, I mean, it, all, all you really get is confirming things you already know, like dragons are very large, and they live a long time, and they're very dangerous and magical. <laughs> yes. Yeah, things there are no surprises in what you can understand in this book. <laughs> all right. Uh, maybe somebody else should roll, since my last two rolls have been terrible. My yeah, Real, Real sits me. down in Marl's despair and lets Alusha look for the next book. While rolling investigation to find an appropriate book. Do you want to look for... What are you looking for, yeah? Is it Phoenixes or anything? Uh, rolling uh, the, the, the other topics that we're looking for are giant eagles, bird care in general, and fairy tales. <laughs> and phoenixes. Okay. Um, let's do yeah. bird stuff. Well, that's going to be 10. That's, that's good enough. They're not particularly obscure as a topic. You, you, you can find a, a smallish volume. Um, very nicely bound. Very nicely written. You know, in terms of, you know, the handwriting inside is lovely. Um, there's lots of diagrams and little pictures. And, and what you found is, is essentially the, the book version of what the falconer you met earlier was giving you the basics of. Um, so this is a book on how to train your bird to come to the wrist, how to train it to return having killed something. Uh, to prioritise the kind of prey that you're looking for, um, how to lure it back if it flies away, all that kind of, of falconry stuff. So, if there's any specific bits of nuggets of information you'd like out of that, you can you can you can find them. It is all tailored towards standard falconry birds rather than giant ones. So it is all on the assumption that the bird you're working with is not particularly bright. 
Um, but you you do learn some useful things about you know stages of development of baby birds, and um, you know what Arbe is going to look like when the plumage starts coming in. Um, you learn that for most birds, he'll probably spend a year or two in juvenile plumage before getting the full adult glory. Um, that even after they start flying, um, you should expect that they won't try to be completely independent uh, for some time after they start flying. They're kind of in the wild, but still be dependent on their parents for a while, a bird of this size. Or at least the biggest birds that the book talks about. Yours is somewhat larger. Um, so there's an expectation that our people will probably be able to fly by the autumn, but probably not able to hunt well enough to feed themselves for could be a year after that. Sounds good. I'd also be interested if there are any books about um, giant eagles, just any information about them, not necessarily training mm. them, since I imagine that's not a very common not, topic. I mean, um, you, you ask Aveline about what's, what's in her library, and she kind of thinks and says, well, there's probably some in, in, I've got a book or two of fairy tales that might mention them. I don't think there's anything more uh, factual. Wouldn't mind looking at sure. those books of fairy tales. Especially if they mention giant eagles. Arvid might like <laughs> hearing about that. She will bring you a, a, a book or two of fairy tales. Look through. They, you, you can, you know, uh, over 30 minutes or so of sort of flicking through and checking illustrations for finding the right places and things like that. And this is a display book. It's, uh, look how much money I have. I can afford this beautiful volume book of stories. So to purchase it would be very expensive, but it does contain several stories with giant eagles in them. They recur as a theme, and most of the time it's our heroes are in a tight spot, and there's a giant eagle who will help them out, or these children are, are lost, and they, they, they see a giant eagle and, and get directions leave the woods with, with, with the eagle's help. They're, they're generally kind of benevolent but distant figures of assistance in these stories. I'd like to memorize those <laughs> stories. You, you can certainly spend the rest of, of the time while you Rill know, is researching phoenixes memorizing some stories with, with benevolent giant eagles in them. I will absolutely do that. <laughs> Rill, would you like me to roll, like to roll me one last investigation check for your Phoenix information? Yes, please. Let's see if I can do a little better on this one. Mm, not much. Wait, is it? Okay. Uh, and this is investigation? Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's 15? Okay. You're getting a little bit more familiar with the Arcana section of this collection now. Getting more of an idea of how to find the books that have the useful things in instead of the just endless rambling about arcane connections and equivalences and sizes of diamonds. And you find a book on 
I mean, this is, it's still a book intended for a wizard by a wizard, um, but it, it's talking about the various elemental planes and how they could be contacted and exploited and traveled to and the the major varieties of elemental being that you would find on the various planes and sure enough you you, you know, flick through to the plane of fire and it there's stuff about these fire elementals that look a bit like dwarves and there's ifrit and there's apparently a bunch of weird jackals running around or something but then you do find phoenixes uh listed as one of the you're not sure if species is the word but one of the types of fire elemental that you would find on that plane talks about hmm. phoenixes as beings of quiet contemplative wisdom of complex philosophy uh, years of meditation to advance their their understanding of the nature of reality and and of souls within it uh, speaks of them as distant entities that only the not just the most skilled but the most respected by the beings of the fire plane wizards would be permitted into the presence of they're, they're, they're sort of tr talked of as a, a kind of royalty within the hierarchy huh. of the plane all right it, it goes into detail that they are you know, in form they are extremely large beings mostly of flame that take the form of birds um that they are lulsive than many of the the lesser fire elementals and that they live in effect forever uh, every so often they will essentially regress they will they will retreat into an egg and after some time they will then hatch from that egg as physically a new young phoenix but mentally the same being that they were before Okay, I will uh, scribble all that down, copying uh, more interesting bits of it into my uh, notebook. And then I'm going to flip back over to the page about where jackals and sort of like elbow, uh, <laughs> elbow Alusha. Hey, I think you have cousins. This book is quite judgmental about where jackals and talks about them as being uh, both horribly cursed and fundamentally. Um, wicked and untrustworthy oh, no creatures. okay i don't i don't do that i don't <laughs> i don't do that, I don't, I don't that. <laughs> too late oh, no. you just saw it in passing you know like oh yeah we're jackals but as you're reading with Alusha over your shoulder no, you're regrets like, it. oh no regrets it immediately oh no listen i saw the cool sketch they had and i didn't look at it it's fine it's fine sorry after a after what's what's now been at least an hour, hour and a half of looking through Aveline's collection and reading her books with the bird that she does not like present in in her shop, she is giving you the kind of look that suggests you're outstaying, you're welcome, and should perhaps leave. We will do that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
no one wants to get thrown out of a library today. Not today. Rill, did you want to seek out Odysseus, or are you waiting until um, his show tomorrow? We'll wait until the show tomorrow. Okay. Um, then unless anyone has anything else specific in mind, I think we will fast forward, because I don't think you need me to narrate your entire uneventful evening of, you know, maintaining your equipment and going to bed. Yeah, I don't have anything else. All good here. Those of you who feel so inclined may well take the time to visit your temples. All of whom are represented somewhere in this city. So. But the next day dawns are very bright, quite warm. And it's nice to have like a whole day when you are not hiking anywhere. You can just take Arvid to a park and teach him to look for worms and have a lie in and rest your feet and generally nice to have a day off yes this is our incredibly dignified uh day where we go to the park and then it's just like the group of us sitting on the ground and digging for worms <laughs> yeah i mean it's still spring so it's still fairly damp ground and the, the worms you you find one on the surface <laughs> and arvid is just so interested in eating this worm that you find yourselves looking for more bugs for the deer bird. You have a nice picnic. Arvid has worms. And around early evening, you may make your way to the White Lion, where your note informs you that there will be a performance by the fabulous Odysseus. Well, in his note, he just signed it Odysseus, but the poster outside the pub calls him the fabulous (laughs) Odysseus. There's this not very good sketch of... I I mean, it's you can tell by the ears the sketch is meant to be a half-elf, but it's very difficult to recognise him as actually Odysseus. And also he's mostly hiding behind a very swooshy cloak and gesturing dramatically, and it's not a good drawing. <laughs> but the, the pub is reasonably nice. It's got quite low ceilings. Uh, where the other one, the, the, the last show you went to, the building was set up for shows and it had that balcony all around it. So you could all look down on the stage. This is a much more cramped, kind of pokier building. It's got heavy black wooden beams. Um, none of you are quite tall enough to be bashing your head, but it's, it's quite dark inside. And they've just cleared a space that would normally be full of tables and laid down just a length of rope as a marker to say, this is the edge of the stage. And people are gathering around in, in great anticipation. And Odysseus is indeed already there because there's, there's not even a curtain. So he's just setting up visibly, getting his puppets out of his out of their boxes, getting them set up and sitting on the edge of a table, ready to be pulled out as needed. Um, there is just the one musician with a drum tapping away lightly. It, it's quite a tuneful drum. It's one of those ones where you can get different notes. So it's, it's, although it is just the one instrument, it is quite a pleasant thing to listen to. Um, it doesn't look like this particular place sells really anything in the way of food. Maybe some bar snacks, but this is a place people mainly come to to, to spend all evening gently getting soused (laughs) over several pints of heavy ale sounds like fun 
You arrive only a little before the show is supposed to start. So although Odysseus recognises you all and seems pleased to see you and waves, he doesn't come over to say hello because he's about to start his show. Um, it is substantially the same performance that you watched last time. I and mean, you, you recognise most of what he's doing. You, you, you recognise the stories. You recognise the song that Alicia, the, the older and more intricately carved puppet that sits on his arm. You recognise the song he has her sing. Um, you, he... He goes through more, most of the same notes. It, it runs more smoothly this time because Tepsikiri is not here heckling. <laughs> Which in turn makes the show a little less comic and a little bit more slightly almost creepy. It's, it's, there's atmosphere. You kind of pick up on a lot of the, the stories and the songs have a, a melancholy, darker edge to them. And especially with just a drum and no flute playing, when he has the puppets dance, it's mesmerizing, but a little frightening. Once and then, towards the end of the show, he's got Felicia sitting on his arm, and one of the other marionettes dangling from his other hand, gently tapping its foot. And he says, And could I have. A volunteer to dance, and he is looking right at Rill. <laughs> oh. Rill uh, sweats for a second, but then Gamely is going to get up and, and wind his way over to the bit of floor there. It is quite a cramped space, so people kind of have to shuffle back to make room for you, because although these are fairly, fairly well-sized marionettes, they're still only really halfling-sized. So you, you do have a good foot and a half in height over this puppet. Um, but Odysseus has it kind of raise its hands and take yours. And at first it is very awkward because you don't, you just don't know the dance. You don't know where to put your feet. You don't know where to, if you're leading or, or following. And it's, it's, you're trying to figure out what the next step should be. And you keep, getting confused but by about halfway through the the song that he and it is Odysseus singing this time not Felicia's voice that he's singing over the drums and the dancing you're getting the hang of it you're getting the feel for it you, you're understanding how this dance work and it you stop thinking about what the next step is supposed to be or whether you have room to move backwards or how you're spread arms without interfering with the marionette strings. You just, all of that concern, all of that calculation just fades. And you find yourself following the steps of a dance. You, you've never danced this before. You don't know it, but you don't need to know it. You just have to dance it. And it's this strange, dreamlike Loss of control because you don't need to be controlling this. It just works. You just have to go with it and it all comes together. And when the dance ends, you're not sure you even heard the last verse of the song. You bow in unison with the marionette before you've even thought about it. And then Odysseus is moving on with his patter and thank you and sending you back to your seat. 
and bringing out his other puppets and he's got Felicia on one shoulder and his little pseudo dragon familiar is flying around clutching in its cores just a little wooden bowl for tips flying around the crowd as he performs the last song and has the two puppets do a, a performance in in unison and finishes with the same flourish you remember from last time in a burst of darkness uh, but this time without a curtain behind when the darkness pulls a pulls back it's just there he is no puppets in sight bowing to you and then once the applause is over he will come over and say hello real i wasn't sure you'd make it back in time well, neither were we uh but we we just got uh yesterday actually so did you have a is good lord what is that vehicle yep. what happened to it it's a baby it hasn't gotten its feathers yet oh that's it's a, a baby? baby giant eagle ember says grinning okay Rather you than me, that thing is going to eat your hand. Anyway, Rill, let me buy you a drink uh, or something. All right, sure. Odysseus will whisk you away to, I mean, it's just another table in the pub. It's not hugely private, but sit down with you having finished his show and he's just, he has that tired look of possibly was tired before he even started the show today and it's just has been running on. This is how the show goes. Mm-hmm. I hate performing places that don't have wings. Somewhere you can't disappear to? Uh-huh. Just makes it that much harder. Got to have the puppets all out to start with. It's just... Oh. Oh, to be famous enough to be doing a run at one place and not a different dice every night. <laughs> well, you'll get there. Fate's willing. So how was your trip? Oh, well, you saw our new pet. <laughs> it saw your new pet. How did you get that? Why are you keeping it? Uh, well, someone stole it and we helped them out when their parents came calling and we didn't really trust them to keep it. So you you, <laughs> you stole it off the thieves? Well, sort of, yes. I just best hope it doesn't have it. Well, they haven't found us yet. But apart from that, it went all right. You looked pretty oh. tense about it last time. Yeah, it went... Um... It went okay. Better than I thought it might have. You staying in town for a while this time? Um, only a day or two more. Uh, we're gonna have to head back out again. The rest for the wicked. <laughs> back the same way again? Is it back and forth for you, or do they send you around the place? No, we're actually going up to the forest up north. Oh, bloody cold place. Went there once. Freezing cold. Oh, was well, it? Well, it was the autumn, but... Just way steep in snow. Hmm. Nobody mentioned that. I might want to buy something uh Well, you'll find out, though. They, they all seem to wear furs and things of that sort. And the dragon, of course. Well, it's probably colder when the dragon's there, isn't it? Because of the whole ice thing. So you might be all right. Maybe. She was there when I went. She was, was. or wasn't? She... No, this is only what they told me. But I asked a lot of questions. Flies back and forth. So she spends half the year in the capital there, and then the other half she goes even further north and harasses the reindeer or something. <laughs> if you go far enough north, the trees run out, even though you're officially still in the forest. She goes and spends the summer mm-hmm. up there, they said. So it might be warmer now, but they're not there. Maybe so. They didn't say either way. 
we're not going to be able to see her when we go there. Probably. She wasn't hiding. Well, well, she's not there, and then, then then she's not. If she is there, you could go and take a peek. Be interesting, wouldn't it? A real dragon? Yeah, we we saw a dead one uh, on the way down to Kimadosh, but bones and sand and things. Did you get a piece? No, we couldn't find, you know, all the little ones were already taken. We couldn't find oh. anything that was uh, not huge. I heard you can do all sorts of magical stuff with dragons, too. Yeah, that's probably why they were all gone by the time we yeah, got I there. Suppose. I should go to the ragged coast, but it's just not a lot of money there, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I could make enough in tips for bed and board, but it's all a bit run down. Nothing there to really you see. Look you look dragon. exhausted. Maybe. Dead ones. Oh, it's yeah. it's just been a long week. Busy with the busy show. Busy with the show, busy with planning the next show. Trying to work out a new centerpiece song, and it's just it's a kind of tricky thing that keeps you up all night. Because it's got to be right if I'm going to get Felicia to sing it. And the rhyme and the tune do not want to work together, and I'm just. Going a little mad with it, but I'm fine. So she's your, what, muse? <laughs> we talked about this, she's a puppet. Well, sure, but, you know, the tools of the trade get a little personal. Oh. Even clerics like me, you know, understand well, that. Well, that's true. I mean, if you gave me another one just like her, I don't think it would be the same. It's more structure of the show. It all builds up to her singing and if the song doesn't carry it off the whole thing for that. Mm. Um, could you roll me an insight check please 21 yeah, he is definitely not telling you the whole story about Felicia and why you know and, and why this song is so important to get right and all of that is obviously more significant well I hope it all comes together for you soon Oh, it always does. Eventually. You could be my muse if you wanted. At least tonight. I'd enjoy that. What a line. (laughs) 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 I know. Yeah. Feel free to assume that you two overheard that. (laughs) If you were listening. Alicia, uh, Covers covers her mouth to hide as hide a smile and uh, kind of turn turns away to try to seem inconspicuous and like she's not very obviously listening in. <laughs> <laughs> Ember just kind of whispers to Lucia, just like, "Damn." <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah, you you all finish up your drinks. You get maybe a little... It depends how many drinks you have. If you are drinking heavily, you will get tipsier than you intend because there is nothing to eat. But if you still one, you're fine. Uh, but you finish your drinks. You finish up your evening. You go to your various beds, or in Rill's case, Odysseus's bed. And we will pick up in the morning next episode. Thank you.
I don't know whether you can all hear that. Yes. Yeah. That, that is the like... deeply cursed ice cream van that roams this neighborhood. 